the villain in a show that premiered and was conceived of during COVID. The villain is named the Witch of Delays. Hmm. Hmm. Seems totally normal and fine and good and normal and good and fine. Welcome to Love It or Weeb It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the week. I'm Annie, and my favorite food to eat as leftovers is pizza, but cold. I'm Jeff, and my favorite food to eat as leftovers the next day is the critically acclaimed HBO drama, The Leftovers. That's not a food! (laughs) It's not a food, but it is named Leftovers. You wrote down food specifically as this question. It's called gaslighting. God. <laughs> in in this world, you either have to girl boss, gatekeep, or gaslight. You know, you have to make your choice. I'll anyway, kill if, you. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast our votes to love it or weeb it. Except for this week, it's our spring leftovers listener pick runoff election episode. Wow, I can't believe we're still in spring. Anyways, today we're covering 86, 86. Is it 86, 86? Or is it just 86 written out twice? I think it's 86 written out twice, but it might be for S- just for SEO purposes. Like they didn't want to just, the title just be numbers. Okay, I'm just going to call it 86. <laughs> so today we're covering 86, which is available on Crunchyroll. And we're watching... Tropical Rogue Precure. I think it's Rouge. Rogue Rouge. Tropical Rouge. Oh, that makes more sense. Today we're covering... <laughs> Today we're covering 86, which is on Crunchyroll. Tropical Rouge Precure, which is also on Crunchyroll. And Link Click, which is on Funimation. Or is it? Because it wouldn't load for me. Well, that's a topic for not another day, but another um, roughly 20 <laughs> minutes from now. Uh, okay, before we get into those shows and put on the timer, I guess the other thing I forgot to mention is that, yeah, we're going to be covering those episodes in proportion to your votes on Twitter. So we'll be doing 86 or 25% of the episode, Tropical Rouge Precure for 33.3%, and link click for a 41.7 percent somehow all right before we get into that though annie what have you been reading or watching in the realm of anime okay so for our classic review this season we actually got started i got more than a couple started. days early i did more than a couple days early i started it cowboy bebop is the one we're watching and you'll just have to wait and see what my thoughts are <laughs> But I wanted to let you know that I started it. I am really. Are you more than one episode into it? Listen, I started it. I didn't say I finished <laughs> it. I am one episode into it. So I am about where I was when I dropped it like six years ago. So oh god, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We will at least we have. I'm going to say guaranteed, because at this point, by the time this comes out, we've already recorded that one. We have guaranteed to have at least one voice on the show that is positive, right? So Yes, we do. We have them locked and loaded. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you've been watching or reading? No, that's that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I had a couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, first off, I listened to the uh, Anime Feminist podcast, Chatty AF, their episode, which <laughs> aptly described as a post-mortem on Wonder Egg Priority, even though I haven't seen any episode past the three that we covered a while back. Yeah, it uh, seems like the show, uh, even not just the last episode, but like the last episode removed any hope of it being redeemed, and it just seems like it was a complete dumpster fire. It seems like it was even more... The things that people were worried about it sticking the landing on, it, like, it ended up being a dumpster fire in ways I did not even expect. Anyway, the episode, the uh, Chatty AF episode, was just was a really great distillation of everything, all the potential the show had and all the ways it missed that potential. Really great podcast episode, even if you haven't 
seen. I think you should watch some of the show before listening to it, but I definitely am not super excited to finish it after <laughs> hearing about that. Um, and I wanted to watch the remaining shows that are on my like list of things to check out the season that we didn't get to, like uh, Shadow's House and Tokyo Avengers, but didn't get a chance because I got distracted by something that I can't tell you about yet that I ended up watching way too much of than I should have. Also, I watched a couple episodes of Odd Taxi because now that the finale's been out for a couple weeks, people have been hyping it up more and more and being like, oh my God, it's totally a show you should check out. And it's just been getting more, gaining more and more steam. In particular, Eric was like, ended up binging it over like two or three days and then like kept insisting I watch it. Um, and so I watched three more episodes. So I watched up to episode six and I'm like, Dang. I'm still not like a hundred percent sold on it, but I definitely am more positive than when we left off after episode three. Um, I'm kind of scared to go back and listen to our episode. Cause I feel like I was more harsh on it than I would be now. But episode four actually was amazing. Like, wow. So we had to hold out for one more episode. <laughs> we just did. Yeah. I mean, episodes five and six were like, I feel like similar to what we experienced. But episode four, like, I think the entire episode is narrated by a single character. Definitely at least like the first, like, 60%. And that first 60% is amazing. I, I joked about it on Twitter, but like, there, there's like the most riveting plot in those six episodes that I watched was about a third grader buying an eraser on eBay. And it was like so nail biting, so tense. It, it'll make sense in context, but I think you should at least watch episode four. Like it was also okay. just like a, I was really surprised how much like a single narrator just describing the story from his childhood was like so riveting. So well done. I loved it. It sounds like you're lying and joking and being no. sarcastic. <laughs> no, no. I actually, actually there's something like, like the narrator's voice. I'm not sure what, what say it was, but like it was just riveting and captivating. Eating. absolutely swept away by a child buying an eraser just <laughs> it was riveting <laughs> oh but it, the episode is also that episode episode four is about gotcha game addiction uh called you out i like everyone had been telling me like oh Jeff, you need, need to watch the gotcha game episode like you need to watch the gotcha game episode and i was like after watching them like the gotcha game part was the least interesting but it's also definitely very damning and uh <laughs> Uh, a little concerning for my own, uh, I don't know, my own life priorities. Um, I kind of want to spoil how, because I knew that it would be about gacha game addiction. I didn't realize that um, this is a mild spoiler. So if you don't want to hear anything about Odd Taxi spoilers, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, basically, someone becomes becomes so addicted to their gacha games and that they end up like ruining their entire life and finding a gun and trying to kill someone over it. And what? it's like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, it's you. Yeah. That's me. Totally. This is not incriminating evidence. I'm calling the cops. And the other thing is, there's a show that I can't tell you about that I watch too much of. <gasps> Did you cheat? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Gaslight. <laughs> the gaslight girl boss. <laughs> okay. So let's start the main episode proper. We're going to be talking about 86 for 25% of the episode. Let's go. Okay, we both picked this one. We did, and I hate both of us for it. Wow! Wait, should we explain what it is? I guess so, but I want to make a joke about how you're fascist. I, you know what? If hating this makes me a fascist, then sign me up. Where's Bezos? <laughs> He's single. <laughs> um, so it seems like this, I don't fully understand the premise in this first episode, because I heard there's time travel involved, and anyway, well, okay, here's my attempt to explain what we saw in the first episode. It seems like it's a uh, futuristic sci-fi Europe, and they're being we. There's like a country of white or silver-haired people that are 
fighting this war in the World War II-esque area using quote-unquote drones that the main character considers to be living people. And surprise, they are, even though she keeps getting told to not treat treat them like people. Um, I don't think these are really spoilers per se, because I think this is just like just the beginning of the premise. And I assume that the actual show has tons and tons of more twists down the road. Down the road. Um, is there anything I'm missing there? No, you just made it very, very simple, very quickly. But I don't understand. It's like, it's just, there's a war being fought between two countries, I guess, or empires, and everybody thinks that it's being fought by, like, robots. But secretly inside the robots are people, but they're people who have been designated as like subhuman or like second class citizens, I guess. And it seems like at least by the hair colors, that yeah, it's definitely some, a racial thing. Yep. Is this another, um, what's the word, metaphor? Who knows? Can you even call this a metaphor? I think it's just explicit. <laughs> like, Well, it's explicit in the show for like, yeah, the silver haired people, good. The brown haired people, bad. Well, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> Or they're not worthy of life. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's saying the silver-haired people are the evil fascists that are sending off the, you know, Japanese-coded people to be killed off in war. And I, what, the thing that I worry about it is that it, it's not that it's getting the politics wrong. Like I, I think it's doing the right things in terms of framing fascism as evil. What I'm worried about is that it's uh, there might be a Japanese nationalist undertone to it all. That like kind of in the same way like Kogias has like it gave me a lot of Kogias vibes in terms of like this um, these Japanese coded people. I mean in Kogias it's literally Japanese people, but like in this context Japanese coded people who are being sacrificed in war by European coded people, and then it might be a kind of like you know. Are you trying to say that? Japan is trying to say that Germany is at fault and not them at all, and they were just little helpless I wasn't thinking that far, but like kind of we love to play the reaching game. I love it. Let's go, <laughs> but there's a lot really interesting about the show like it's from I mean a one pictures has done a million things, but um they've you know like. I think of them as like doing a, I can never, hip mic or hype mic, hip mic, uh, sort of online, erase your line April, Grand Blue Fantasy season one. And also, uh, the series composer for this series, uh, did the composition for Gachamon Crowds, Land of the Lustrous, Suritama. Uh, although it is an adaptation from a light novel and, um, the most recent notable thing that they adapted from a previous source that was not an original series is, uh, The Promised Neverland, which, uh, <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I don't know all the details about season two, but I know that a lot of people do not like it. Uh, but the music was—I didn't notice there being notable music in the first episode. But apparently, it's Hiroyuki Sawano, who is uh, people don't know. I didn't—I didn't notice any music at all. Yeah, maybe it's like they are being conservative with the iconic Sawano drops in the first episode, and they're going to dole that out later on. Um, but if people don't know Sawano, he's probably the most famous anime composer in the business these days uh done music for attack on titan kill a kill premiere recreators thunderbolt fantasy um and his music is very recognizable and very good yay but yeah i didn't notice it in the first episode also i wish i had known that going into it so i would have looked out for the music and i didn't realize until afterwards so but i'm intrigued i've heard i've heard very positive things i'm also intrigued by time travel being components on how i've heard that it i don't know how this might be a spoiler for the for parts of the show that I don't know about, but I don't know if it's a spoiler, so I'm going to just say it anyway. I've heard that it, maybe this was a random claim and it's not worth uh, reading too much into, but I heard the claim that this does a like physically distanced romance m- much better than your name. It does seem... How 
dare It's very you. similar in premise. How could you say this? I mean, your name is absolutely fantastic, but I feel like the actual romance is a bit like, you have to connect the dots and it's like- I wept like a baby. Oh, well, we, we've seen these characters on screen together for a while. I guess they fell in love. Okay. And it's like, it looks so beautiful and the music is so good that you, you agree, but it doesn't really make sense. I'm going to throw you into the sea. Because I'm a drone, I'm not a real person. Because Stop. my hair, my hair is not silver. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm gonna yeah. commit to it and say yeah. Sorry, you don't have silver hair. It's into the ocean with you. I wonder if they had initially planned for the uh, silver hair people to be blonde haired, and then were like, nope, that's too explicit. We can't go that far. Yeah, there's. We can't just spell it out for people. <laughs> Uh, at least this is not the show that uh, if we had covered Tokyo Avengers instead. I mean, Tokyo Avengers does not have a swastika as is part of its iconic imagery, but it does have the whatever the reversed one that does not have that connotation in Japan. That's a whole can of worms. Um, at least the show didn't have swastika is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Uh, wow, low bar. <laughs> so you're not intrigued by it at all? No, I was kind of bored. Yeah, it just kind of feels like every other, not every other show, but it just like didn't have enough interesting traits for the main characters for me to like want to keep going. We've seen oppressed people before. We've <laughs> seen people in robots. Do something spicy. <laughs> I feel like we haven't, like episode one was just setting up the premise. And we haven't really seen what they actually will do with the premise. And I was so confused by the end of the first episode. Like why this is like the squad that like causes people to commit suicide. Why it uh, is so problematic. Why the like Undertaker guy is like notorious, but also seems like a positive protagonist. I Why there's a guy that they had like strung up and like left as a corpse with the word pig written on it. Like there's a lot that didn't make sense for the first Ding, episode. Yeah. But I also feel like it, they're just drawing it out to make it confusing for longer than it needs to be. I don't know. I will definitely give it a couple more episodes to see if I'm hooked. But okay, now we're moving on to the next show, which we're going to be talking about 33% of the episode, Tropical Rouge Precure, not Tropical Rogue, like Annie Sorry, said. Sorry, shit. <laughs> I, I did find that confusing for a while because I... Uh, it makes sense now. I've watched this first episode and then you say, said the word rogue in front of me. Now, you know, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, I was not too familiar with the word rouge. So I thought it was like a hoity-toity French word, but apparently it's like a common... Um, it's not common. Color. Nobody says it. Is it common as like a makeup color? No. Oh. It's like it used to be... It's like old talk for like lipstick hmm. or like um, I guess like the color you'd put because like sometimes you'd like say you like rouge on your like cheeks but you can also just like they put lipstick color on their cheeks like you'd say i don't know i've only heard it being used in like 1920s shows <laughs> okay we spent 10 minutes 10 percent of the time we're talking about the show talking about the word rouge so i think we well okay move. it's very confusing no it's very important because for some <laughs> reason the main character is like damn i love this lipstick my mom gave me and then there's mermaids suddenly and mermaids <laughs> like oh shit i love this lipstick your mom gave you okay like, she didn't the, the mermaid didn't love a lipstick okay well she wore it she didn't put it on until later right did she put it, it on was like halfway landed? through oh i mean she when found she it and was her, like eh. when she met her immediately she was like put on the lipstick yeah. and she's like god girl boss power <laughs> Robust energy. <laughs> I feel like this episode or this show uh, felt like all those metaphors of makeup being an armor to put on to like you know, give you confidence in the world. And it's like and like the the imagery of Sailor Moon transformations being like you know, like in Sailor Moon they say like like I forget what the words are but like 
moon power makeup, right? Like there's always been makeup imagery around this. And they're like, let's just make it explicit. What if they literally are putting on makeup when they transform? Like what if they literally just like take a makeup stick and apply it to their hair and it colors their hair? Like, <laughs> and I kind of love that aspect of it. I, I'm, I don't really, I've always been very disconnected from makeup and like, I've, what? I've, what, what confuses, <laughs> what I feel trepidatious about, like, is it is it weird to have this very young demographic show for small targeted towards small girls and being like, oh my god, makeup is the best thing. Oh my god, you want makeup? Oh my god, makeup's going to change your life. Like, I, yes I and know. no, because every other media does it already. But this feels even more explicit—not explicit, but like like the show, the Precure. We've talked about Precure before in more depth, but like it already feels like Sailor Moon, but like with the capitalism amped up to 11. And now it's like that, and they're still selling all the same toys, but those toys are also hooking in to the larger makeup industry. You know, like it's like it's almost like the toys are now a um, gateway drug into makeup. I don't know. Like, yes, but there are plenty of other media that's going to reinforce it beyond just the show. But it, uh, the fact that it's for such a young demographic feels icky to me. I'm sorry. Have you seen a single children's toy aimed at girls? I guess not. <laughs> they are all like, put on makeup on your doll, put on makeup on you. Play Pretty Pretty Princess, which actually slaps as a game. It's a fun <laughs> game. But it's all about being very beautiful and then also being a mom. You have two options. <laughs> same, same. I mean, so I just it feels it feels in line with that. Um, that makes sense. Maybe I just like had my expectations higher because of the last precure series that we tried the healing good precure where like the thing they were trying to sell to little girls was like being a doctor and healing people and it's like oh that's actually <laughs> like a really cool and uh progressive thing to sell little girls on as a dream and now this one's just like you can be real pretty. Hell yeah. I don't want to be a doctor. That requires thinking. I just want to be beautiful. <laughs> uh, but the series composition for this uh, show is by the the main writer of Free. So uh, yeah. that's interesting. I'm sorry, Jeff. Are people not allowed to be pretty? Are they not allowed to wear tropical lipstick? And Am I getting pretty? canceled? Am I getting canceled in real time? Yes, you are. You're saying <laughs> little kids are allowed to feel beautiful. <laughs> okay, I'm confused by why this show... Uh, and there's always... <sighs> Whether you refer to the show as Pretty Cure or Peak Precure is, I don't know, some kind of debate. But all of the shows officially up to this point, the ones that have been licensed by Crunchyroll have all been, the full title has been Pretty Cure. And this is the first one where it's not called Pretty Cure on Crunchyroll, it's just called Precure. And it's like, uh, so if you search for Pretty Cure, you don't find this show. And if you search for Precure, you don't find the other shows. Weird. But uh, what other things I have to complain about? I don't... I like that this is like a like a tropical themed show that it's like I've heard it described as being I don't know if this was evident from the first episode but what I've heard from people who watch further is that it's like uh kind of like just a fun show like it's just it's a healing anime in the sense that like it seems like this was made in response to covid and the world being uh in such distress like just a show of girls having fun and doing fun things and being fun and it's just like fun distilled into a show but the tropical theme I don't get why why the main character is like First off, she's like jumping around the ship, which like, that's dangerous. Don't do that. And she's like fully motivated and off to get tropical. And it's like, what? You've supposedly lived in this tropical climate your whole life, but you're like, it just it felt very mascotty. Like I'm the main character and the show is named Tropical Rouge Precure. I'm going to talk about how much I love being tropical. And it's like, okay, okay. Hell yeah. Tropical gal. Also the fact that the villain, the villain in a show that premiered and was conceived of during COVID, the villain is named the Witch of Delays. Hmm. Hmm. Seems totally normal and fine and good and normal and good and fine. <laughs> 
Not at all. Not at all commentary. Also, okay, wait, here's the other thing that creeps me out about the show. I don't think this is really even definitely not explained i don't think even hinted at in episode one but if you look up on like the fan wikis for the show the descriptions of each character like so they each have like, like a pretty a pre-cure name like the main character is, is uh cure summer which i think is funny because the original the writer of free went on like there's free and there's also the movie eternal summer and then they went on to write a a cure summer they they are stuck in free eternal summer anyway each of them has like an attribute and like a weapon or whatever each of them also has a quote-unquote charm point which is like a part of their body ew okay like like hers are her lips and the mermaid lara i think hers are like her nails or something and um so i don't know the context of what that concept how that plays into the series but it feels very much like i don't know feels like men objectifying girls I don't know. I mean, depends. I guess nails and I guess if lipstick is the thing, lips is fine. I mean, the the other ones are cheeks, eyes, and hair. So I guess it's all things Uh, that you could be applying some form of makeup to. Okay, so this feels fine, but also could be weird. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem wrong to me to like for girls to have one part of their body that they are most confident in and proud of. But it feels weird when it's like a show teaching girls that like you should have one part of your body they're most proud of i don't know does that feel gross don't be a hater jeff (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry people are feeling confident and beautiful about their lips nails eyes cheeks and hair i'm sorry the idea of like a eight i don't know how old these characters supposed to be like probably yeah we don't know they could be she's getting on a boat by herself how old is she i mean but if this gave me so many um like early pokemon vibes like when they're in um like the tentacle city and stuff like that. like And just like riding boats. Oh, she's supposed to be 13. Hmm. That's perfect. That's the age when people start wearing makeup more. Okay, I was thinking they were like eight. Which, you know, isn't a good thing. I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but it's a thing. That's, I guess, more fair. It still seems weird to be like, 13-year-old, what's the one part of your body that you can like sell yourself with the most? I don't know. I think you just gotta put on some makeup, Jeff, and feel beautiful. <laughs> I... That's my that's my secret. I never know how to feel beautiful. I think we have to go get our nails done because one of mine broke and I'd like to get it fixed so we can go get your nails done and you'll finally feel like the beautiful, confident person you are. I, I got my nails done once and I, it was terrible. I mean, what? getting it done was fine, but then having my, having to like not having to be free of touching things afterwards, I was like, this is terrible. I hate it. Oh, we'll get you gel because then you don't have to worry at all. Oh, really? Yeah, but then you have to have someone else take it off for you. That's the thing. Oh, God. But it's like instantly dry when you're done we're done okay we're we're done with that we ran out of time now we have to spend 42 percent of the episode talking about this show that you picked oh god also i typed into my timer wrong i almost put us on the clock for an hour and 20 minutes and five seconds would love that okay we're on the clock 42 percent of the episode talking about your pick link click (sighs) why do you have to keep emphasizing that it was my (sighs) fault when you made us watch the pre-cure one and i didn't care for that at all and you knew it i wouldn't (sighs) Okay, Annie, can you explain why you picked this show before I have thoughts? I liked the art style. I thought people looked pretty and I wanted to try something that was in Chinese. (laughs) Wow. So our our anime podcast, you're like, let's cover something that's not anime. It's anime. Mm, It's Dongwa. It's the same shit. Is that more racist? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's more racist here? Um, I think, are we going to spend this time arguing about what is or isn't anime? Because I'll tell you right now that Frozen is anime and it's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, apparently also the word dangua in, in Chinese has the same uh, connotations in of anime in Japanese where like it's just the word for animation. So... These terms are all pretty BS and the boundaries don't really matter. Apparently, the um, animation studio behind the series, uh, Howlander's Animation League, also um, think the other thing they're most well-known for is Heaven's Official Blessing, which I think I've heard positive things yes. about. It's also on Funimation. It's also on Netflix now. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have to watch that next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they also uh, apparently worked signif- did significant work on A Centaur's Life. Which is a show that I—I I mean, it sounds it, it looks like a really stupid show, but I never heard it described as not being anime because it was a co-production between a Japanese studio and a Chinese studio. So like, it's blurry. The main thing I've seen about Centaur's Life is the screen is the the really funny tweet going around of um of a um a horse a centaur with a ponytail and so she has a ponytail on her head and also a horse tail and the tweet is just like does this count as twin tail because there's yeah she has two i can't tails. believe you would put this into my brain anyway uh describe what the show's about before i get into my my complaints all right great so I guess there's these um, two people who work at a like photography shop. I think like a fo- photo printing service. Photo printing service. Anyways, they have superpowers and they can enter like their clients' photos or like the person they're invested. I'm not quite sure what they're doing here, but they go into people's photos and it takes them to that point in time or like they're like kind of time traveling, but they become the person whose photo it is in that time and like live through their life or live through that moment that the after the photo was taken. I'm not 100% sure what's happening here. It's very confusing, but people were pretty. Okay. Stop. Okay. Your tone is so mean. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay stop um, you're not allowed to speak actually you just have to sit in silence <laughs> annie i absolutely love this show and i watched seven episodes of it wait you're joking <laughs> no. um but oh my god good <laughs> i'm actually torn because i want to talk about what i love specifically in episode one but i don't think i can without being actually a pretty big spoiler at least in that like it had a huge impact on me because i didn't see it coming and i feel like so i feel like at this point if you have no idea about the series it would be best to watch episode one with episode one without any context um before i basically explain the thing that uh meant a lot to me but yeah it looks it looks amazing it looks really pretty the character designs are interesting um it's a style that like feels a little bit different than what i'm used to also the backgrounds are really pretty like when you're describing the whole going to the photo thing only one person goes into the photo memory the other person just stays behind and like monitors them yeah monitors and then also, gives them directions can we pause i really thought you hated it and now i'm like <laughs> i'm thrown <laughs> I feel like I got hit by a bus. Like, what's going on? When I said there was something I couldn't tell you I watched, it was... I tried to finish this, but I didn't have enough time. I have three episodes Oh my god. (laughs) You're Um, welcome. I... (laughs) God, I stay winning. (laughs) Oh god. Um... Yeah, so, so so one of the characters always stays behind and is just like in the shop for the whole episode. So it's like it makes sense that like they go on these really lavish backgrounds because like one of the characters doesn't really move. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and it's it's I think a really interesting premise. I I think the thing that makes it notable the series is that it is uh, for most of the episodes covering a different like kind of like anthology story almost. Um, and I think the the telling of those stories was really elegant and moving. Um, but I think at this point we're going to spoil what happens in episode one 
So if you should go watch it, actually, okay. One thing I should raise as a concern before telling people should go watch it. The subtitles are horrendous. Listen, yeah, they're not polished. It feels like somebody was rapid fire translating. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not extremely familiar with like what modern machine translation looks like because it doesn't to me feel like that because I feel like it was more like it's it seemed more like translated by someone who is probably fluent in Chinese and not fluent in English, Um, which to me, it doesn't really bother me that much. Uh, like, I am not super picky about translation quality. I feel like being super picky about translation quality is usually kind of a shitlord reason to, like, complain about official localizations. So I am usually very lenient. Uh, and this definitely tested that leniency. But <laughs> there was one episode that I actually was very confused of what was going on because I thought something was being lost in translation. But aside from that, it was just, like, awkward. <laughs> I think this line was from episode one when one of the characters says, Bad, do my tap again. Toss me all the morning. Um, I was like, what? 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 I don't know what's going on. I think it was supposed to be someone explaining why they didn't get much sleep, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. Okay, let, let's just okay. So that's your, wow, your spoiler so... warning. We're talking episode one. Oh my gosh. I was sobbing. Really? I, I is the most I've cried in a long time. Um like in episode one? In episode one, yes. Um, I can't believe that. I got a little sad. I didn't cry. <gasps> I'm I'm feeling on top of the world I'm on a mountain and there's birds singing. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think the twist at the very end of the episode, um, and I guess to spoil it for people who haven't watched it, uh, they the memory they're hopping into. I think they were commissioned by like corporate someone involved in corporate espionage. But they don't really spell that out. Um, they basically are trying to. Uh, this company's doing shady things, so they're going into the photo memory of someone who would be able to, if they alter things a little bit, see the monitor of their boss to be able to expose them and i think they're probably hired by like a rival company or something any case the woman that he's going through the eyes of like basically i thought it was really cool that like this the show about photos that's all connected to photos that like the first episode is about this instagram post basically i don't think it's actually instagram but you know what i mean and i think instagram's probably blocked, blocked in china so anyway the chinese equivalent of instagram um like she posts this photo and then like he hops into her memory at the time of taking the photo and then he's just getting and then she is just getting all these people interacting with her because of the photo she posted i thought it was a really cool way to like see how social media is affecting these people these days and like mm-hmm. her boss starts hitting on her because because she was she posted the photo her mom calls her and is like i don't think you're doing all right because of the photo uh but but basically the, the twist at the very end where uh she dies did not like that i am not in support of that that seems like the uh the general arc of the series and i'm not super intrigued by that but the moment where oh my god like once they've like, kind of like solved the case and you know like we've seen her like texting with her mo- her parents and the parents are concerned for her but it's kind of like this overbearing like oh my god just shut up and then like and then she comes back from the day of like, I don't know, getting, not getting fired at work, but the whole company, I assume collapsing from being exposed for this fraud. She comes back and comes into her apartment and finds the uh, spring rolls. And I was like, what? How could her parents have sent her spring rolls? That doesn't make sense. Logically, how could they have sent the spring rolls? Yeah. Like how they get there so soon. And then you see how the parents came into the city from the country to give her the spring rolls. Because they knew that she wasn't eating properly. <laughs> and like they gave her the spring <laughs> Jeff, no, are you good? <laughs> Do you want spring rolls? Do you want me to bring you some? No. Okay. It was it was very okay. Also, my thought by the end, the little twist where she's dead, I thought that was a direct um result of his action. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. So like he messed it up by doing something out of the ordinary, which was I think he texted her parents. Yeah, and like I, there's this whole broader 
thing. I don't remember how much they spell it in the first episode, and it might be from later episodes, but like the, the other guy, Lu Guang, he like spells out that like, okay, if they change things in the past, and this might be a lie, I'm not sure at this point, that like they are actually going to the past and he is changing things. But if they don't, like there's a like important node in history, and as long as they don't like affect the important node outcome, then all that's like nothing actually takes effect that they just wow. like snap back and like the, the timeline wasn't actually changed. Um, but I think what he's hiding from Shen Xiaoxi, the main guy who's going back in time, what he's hiding from him is that there, an important node was crossed and he did affect an outcome and she died, but he doesn't, he's not telling him about it. Um, and uh, I just, it was so touch. <laughs> And and the the storylines in the other episodes are none of them affected me as strongly as that one, but like episode two was also pretty strong. Episode three, I was like ready to be like, okay, this actually is bullshit and stupid, um, because it is kind of all about the main guy going back in time. And I thought like it, it's it seemed like an extremely shallow episode. It's about going back in time to like this day that this guy describes as being like the worst day in his life because he lost a basketball game and then he couldn't confess to the girl that he loved and then he had an argument with his mom and it's like and he's going back in time to like basically I guess like have like do those things better, like confess to the girl he liked, not have the argument with his mom, and then come back and like say what the people said if he had done those things differently, you know? Um, and the first episode was just about him going back in time and like playing this basketball game, but he's actually really like the, the main guy before he goes back, like he's actually a really slow basketball player. So he's like, I can't let them lose though. And the main and then the the way hair guy is like, you have to let them lose, it's gonna affect the timeline. And it's like this seems so silly all over a basketball game. Uh, but then that episode that premise actually lasts for three episodes, and by the end of it, it's like hey, it's, it's not about basketball. There's a a much more touching reason why they were doing this case. <sighs> Is that our timer? That was our time. Dang. I love the show. This was just you gushing. I love this. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it definitely has its issues. Like it. I'm obsessed with how you were like, link click. Is that even real? And then suddenly, <laughs> bam. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. So like the time travel doesn't really make sense. But I think that's supposed to be the point that the maybe going to be addressing that eventually i also what i really hate what i hate about episode three also is that like i thought they were keeping it a secret what this shop was doing and that like they were just being hired to like do investigations and they were not telling people how but apparently they have a reputation for going back in time like being a witch slash goddess depending on each episode translates it differently so <laughs> um yeah the episodes translate things inconsistently uh like you were saying it's not available like okay my trials and tribulations define this episode. So on the on the Apple TV Funimation app, I looked for it in the list of like simulcast shows or recently launched shows, and this launched after most shows of the spring season. So I thought it'd be easy to find. Nope, not in those lists. I tried going in the alphabetical list of all shows. Nope, not in that list. Uh, then I used Siri on the Apple TV to search for Link Click, and it found it. And it was like, this is available in the Funimation app. So I was like, okay. I clicked it, and it opened the show in the Funimation app, um, and like auto played the episode. And then if I went back to the series page. It was like, here's the link click series. There are no episodes. But if I go through the Apple Great. TV interface, I can play it. It seems like a mess. I don't know what's going on. We'd love to see the it. The show is categorized differently. Ugh. Yeah, so we loved that one. Of all three, this was our favorite. <laughs> so are you gonna are you intrigued to keep watching that? I am intrigued to keep watching it. This one, it was sweet, but it didn't grab me as much as I wanted it to. But I think if I had watched three episodes like we normally do, I would have been locked in. Mm. I mean, for me, it was definitely that moment with the spring rolls and her parents uh, her parents leaving them and not trying to say anything not trying to just not trying to like inconvenience her and, and then her. just like going back home and i hate that it's undercut by her dying but like it was just so touch so, so there's really that one moment that's something in the series and if you weren't that moved by the moment i don't know it was sweet i'm interested to see because i was also very confused by like what was happening i didn't know if it was the translation or not but i was like 
I feel like I should watch more to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Also, everyone looks great. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about this anymore. We've gone way <laughs> too over time. I'm willing to break the rules because it made me cry like a baby. So. Oh, no. Oh. Jeff, I think just think you miss your parents. I guess, I guess it's been oh, several years. Not, not several years, but like I normally go home once a year and because of COVID, wasn't able to do that for half, a year and a half. Damn. Do, do I? I mean, I don't practically, I don't wish my parents would do this to me now, but like I did have a kind of similar experience when I was. 11 i went i don't i'm trying to remember if i shared this story on the podcast i don't did think they so. bring you spring rolls they didn't bring me spring rolls but basically i was at uh overnight camp for the first and only time and i was only like five weeks but i was incredibly homesick um and the only way to communicate was write, writing letters because i was before cell phones um so i like would write letters and I, the the camp was like i don't know a couple hours away like two hours or so away but we were going to a field trip in hershey park in the middle of pennsylvania and that's a, a place that i'd gone to with my dad several times in the past before that like every year or so so like i sent him a letter like two or three days before i think it, it would the letter would take about a day to it was basically would have arrived the night before the trip and i mentioned that i was going on this trip and i was like asked him to come and meet me and he did but like parents weren't allowed to actually like apparently like without like a some weird camp rule where like he could have just been a stranger who like convinced me to let him in or something so like he wasn't allowed to actually come to the park with me so he basically just came all that way just to like say hi and then go back Aww, and i was like sweet. but i was also like i was in tears the whole day at the park because i was like i wanted to come in with my dad <laughs> um no baby joe yeah i mean i was 11 i wasn't really baby but that's baby emotionally baby that's baby i count that yeah so so the spring rolls reminded me a lot of that um uh, it just i feel like the character writing is very touching and i'm a sucker for for time travel induced tearjerkers like yeah we love it i'm a little worried it's not gonna like stick the landing and you know be like an amazing series in the end but it's been fun so far all right but i already broke the rules and talked too much about that show so what do you want to recommend oh dang um (laughs) shit (laughs) you never see it coming i always forget this is here do you have a recommendation jeff i do can you go first okay i'm gonna recommend something just to spite you it's not even something i'm that interested in but i just want to spite you and it's the, the new ending song for the Digimon Adventure reboot, which is by one of Annie's favorite K-pop groups, Atiz. 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 Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it. That's um, fine. And I just find it funny because, like, in the Digimon community, like, most people don't like the, sh- the song. They're like, this is the worst of the five opening, five ending wow. songs. Wow. Um, I think it's pretty good. We got a K-pop stand out here. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a stan. 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 A tease. Also, like, I'm trying so hard, but like, it's so hard to not see a tease nuts. Come on. Stop. That's not even good. (laughs) All right. What do you recommend? I'm going to preemptively recommend Permission to Dance by BTS that comes out in 24 (laughs) hours. How do they keep having things? They don't sleep. These boys need rest. Oh, I feel like I just got over you talking about butter. Okay, well, get ready for permission to dance. That's a good name for a song, yeah, I guess. And they're in cowboy outfits in the preview, and so I'm very worried I'm gonna hate it. But I'm oh, gonna no. preemptively say it's great. Uh, yeah, I for completely unrelated reasons have been thinking about how much I don't love cowboys. Oh. Well, I mean, it's cowboy bebop. 
I'm being Oh, yes, yes. Obtuse. Okay. I thought I thought just someone had wronged you recently. <laughs> no, a cowboy ran over me. Dig. On okay. The street. Yeah. Well, mm. anyways, if you want to tell us that you love Link Click. <laughs> okay, also terrible name for a show. It's I don't know what the actual translation is. That's just they called it. Yeah, I think I saw that like the like more, a more literal translation of the Chinese name is like Time Agents or something, which That sounds better. Why didn't we just do that? It sounds a lot better. Maybe it's like uh, too similar to some other title in English. Okay, well, or Link Click, the SEO for that is buck wild. Yeah, trying to search for like. Link Click? Are you kidding? <laughs> especially trying to search for like, because it's not an anime, it doesn't have the same like fan wikis and stuff. And I was like trying to find any information about the show, like character portraits, and it's like Link Click anime. It's like, oh, great, I'm getting tutorials about clinking licks. Clink, cl- clinking licks. <laughs> oh, God. Clinking, dip, dip, clicking links for anime. Ugh. I can't even, it's not even, not even easy to say. Also, at one point, I didn't remember if it was link click or click link. So, also, what links are they clicking? They're photos. They're linking with the clicks of the photography. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Ugh, but you're wrong if you didn't like the show. Tell us how much you loved it. Dang, Tell us it okay. made you cry. Tell us that you loved it by emailing us at loveitorweebit at gmail.com or at loveitorweebit on Twitter. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you think that Annie has terrible taste in recommendations, but then I am have even worse taste than I end up liking them. Thank you. And I feel guilty about it. That'd be a weird review to leave, but you know. Tweet at me if you hate or love cowboys at <laughs> Annie other her name on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, get out all of your, uh, everyone send us, I'm at Jeff and Jeff, send us all of your cowboy takes before we, uh, uh, Dive into the cowboy, the world of the cowboys next week with uh, <sighs> Cowboy Bebop. Oh, is that next week? Yeah. Oh, Wait, okay. did you think you were ahead because you watched one episode? Yeah. <laughs> There's 25 more. Oh, no. <laughs> 25 more in six days. Speed run. Anyway, bye. Bye. And as we always say, when you're here, you're anime. Did you see? <laughs> oh my god. There, there was one tweet that I saw today that I want to make sure you see. Am I going to hate it? Maybe. Maybe you've already seen it. I'm going to text it to you. Then we can narrate it for the listeners. Song <laughs> Can you explain what you just read? No, I'm not going to explain your anti-Italian tweet. <laughs> uh, okay, to explain the it's just someone initially i don't know why just tweeted yuji itadori with no context yuji itadori of course is the main character of juice kaisen um no context or anything i have no idea why they tweeted it but someone quote tweeted it and said (laughs) italian people when someone named yuji eats their pet named their pet fish named dory (laughs) oh boy if you look in the replies they texted their like group chat and said can someone tweet yuji oh i see they said they asked someone else to set it up wow oh my god also you're recording from jimmy's place right so i am yeah what what kind of like how are you like oriented actually i don't want to know this because i don't know your setup normally and i'm afraid that's gonna make you upset (laughs) jimmy has a standing desk so i didn't want to stand the whole time okay well is it a? Hmm, I don't want to know. I'll just see if it's terrible. What I'm worried that it's a really big room. No, it's smaller than was the one where I was at Tori's. Okay, I don't think I realized you were at Tori's for one of them. So I guess so.
Wait, how okay. long ago was that? I don't remember. Because those TikToks weren't that long ago. Yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago. I might not have edited yet because there's two that I haven't edited yet. No, it was it was before Super Cab. Super Cab. What's that? Super Cab. Is, sorry. Is, is that your is that your fanfic crossing yes, uh, taxi my... with? Yeah, Super sorry, Cab. I got them mixed up in my mind. Super oh. Cab. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking Cash Cab actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm thinking of like a cash cab premise, but on a super cup. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah, this room is smaller than that and less echoey, so. Okay.